You are listening to the Thriving Empire podcast season three, how to find a remote job. So if you're a highly skilled human ready to ditch the office and the clutches of the commute and instead work for an awesome company right from your kitchen table or a co-working space or wherever in the world, you're going to love this season. I've created the ultimate resource bursting with actionable tactics and tips for finding a remote job, as well as a smooth transition to the remote work style so that you can enjoy more freedom and flexibility in your work and in your life. I'm your host, Stephanie Holland, marketing strategist and consultant, traveler, coconut macaroon addict, and remote work obsessed. Let's get started. Well, hello and welcome to 78 of Thriving Empire Podcast, where we're going to kickstart a five-day challenge that you can do whenever, wherever, and as often as you want. And in fact, this is my exact process I go through every time I'm looking for a new role or kickstarting a new project. And actually, I've just gone through it now myself as I'm going through a massive career transition personally. Now, this is all about getting you in tune with what you really really want out of your life so that you can design your remote career and work style in a way that helps you create and sustain it. But first, yes, I have been AWOL for five weeks if you listen to the show week by week and have one been wondering where I've been. Now, as many of you know, I, I spend a lot of time in Mexico every year. It's one of my favorite places. But in March 2020 this year, when I was due to return back to England, all my flights were canceled and you know exactly why. And there were almost no regular flights to departing from my domestic airport in the south coast of Oaxaca. So I got to spend an extra three months on my hummingbird-filled balcony, knowing that world events were really rolling out like a feature film. And I was kind of reading books like The Girl with All the Gifts and watching these kind of the fictional events of this kind of imagined pandemic in the book roll out on social media, you know, in the kind of real world. It was so surreal. So by the way, if you haven't actually read that book, The Girl with All the Gifts and the prequel, and you love dystopian fiction, oh my gosh, it is so good. Read it right now. So when Roots to England opened up through Holland, France and Frankfurt, I actually booked uh, my trip back. And despite worrying what the trip would be like, it actually turned out to be the most peaceful, comfortable and relaxed trip I've made in the last maybe 15 years. It was three flights, three airports, almost no people. Airports were like ghost towns and everyone was wearing masks. So I felt really safe and actually totally calm. So I spent two weeks in the required self-isolation in my mum's garden, watching the birds and squirrels squabble over sunflower seeds. And it was actually quite lovely. I read a lot. I brainstormed uh, my current career transition, uh, which I might cover in a few episodes, or I might just, you know, put a few, you know, snippets in each episode. And um, I thought a lot about season four of the podcast and what what I wanted that to be about and how I wanted to serve you. But before I kickstart and talk about season four, I wanted to add five bonus episodes to season three, which is the season you're listening to right now, because it's a really powerful way to kickstart your remote work reality. 
But before I dive into that quickly, if you're new, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. If you're returning, so glad you've come back and enjoying the show. I hope you both really love the challenge. And if you get value out of the show and the podcast in general, I'd love you to share this with your friends and colleagues and rate and review it on iTunes. That would be so cool. I'm actually now giving away two free remote career sessions every month. So all you need to do to be in the draw to win one of those two is send me a screenshot of your review on iTunes to stephanie at stephanieholland.co and I'll let you know when you win. And that's also just a great way of me spreading the word about the remote work reality. So let's talk about the challenge. I'm really excited to deliver it to you on the podcast because the first time I delivered this, I, I delivered it on LinkedIn and all my posts, I think, got lost in the newsfeed. But anyway... The aim of the challenge over the next five days is to help you recalibrate and reimagine your work style and lifestyle in spite of current circumstances. And by circumstances, yes, I mean COVID-19, which is an invitation, I think, if you look at it on the more positive side of things, to really make a powerful shift in your career and claim more freedom simply by surrendering to the remote work reality. So if you've found yourself unemployed or reluctantly working from home, which is not the same as working remotely, Um, or loving working from home and want to make it official, or you're fearful of losing your job and you're actively looking for a job or maybe even afraid for your career at the moment, then this challenge is for you. So the remote work style has been confused with working from home and many people are really struggling with that because their companies, their systems, their processes, their their culture and philosophy, et cetera, et cetera, are not set up to be remote. But listen, true remote work was growing last year and it's definitely accelerating right now. And it will continue to flourish in the context of our current circumstances. And I really want to help you be part of that if that's what you're looking for. So episodes 78 to 82 will come with a free worksheets to really oil your wheels of thinking and inspire and empower you to create a new remote work reality that helps you create and sustain the life you really want. Because Once you have the bigger picture of the life you want to create that also really excites the crap out of you, you can then reimagine your remote career or work style vision to make sure you find the right remote job for you. So you can really use this intelligence to refine your job search criteria so that you can find a remote job as close to your ideal right now as possible. Because listen, if a remote role doesn't help you get closer to the bigger picture vision you have for your life, it's not the right fit for you. So step one is about brainstorming your vision for your body, your health, the first hour of your day, your self-care, and your time. So what do all these things have to do with finding and succeeding in a remote job? Well, so often, These five areas of life in particular are sacrificed while we focus on our work, our job, our career. And in fact, most areas of our life are sacrificed for our work, which can either just be a job, uh, it can be our beloved career of something we think of as a vocation and our calling, or simply our own business and projects. But we really need to collectively flick the switch on this because when we take back our power in these areas of life, we thrive on all levels, including creatively and productively in our work. So someone who thrives in these areas of life actually makes an ideal remote employee. So take a few moments to think about your body. How does it feel when you wake up in the morning? How strong, fit, agile, and flexible 
comfortable do you feel? And how strong, fit, agile, and flexible do you want to feel? So close your eyes and scan your body from the top of your head to your toes or the other way around. How do you want to feel instead? And if you already feel great, like for example, I feel in tremendous health in my body, but I'm always thinking about how I want to feel differently, how I want to feel better. So how much better would you love to feel in your body? So remember, there's no limit to how good we can feel. So think about how your work style, your remote work style, your remote career, your remote company could accommodating it, could accommodate it, sorry, from organizing your calendar around when you want to act exercise, choosing a company with an asynchronized communication style so you don't have to be awake when the founders in San Francisco are. Think about how your requirements and goals in this area of life impact your remote work style and company criteria. And then think about your health. So what's going wrong right now and why? Do you have an achy neck and back from your laptop work? Do you have digestive issues from too many rushed lunches and sandwiches at Pret or digestive issues from stress, which is what I had in 2007. And actually answering this question really helped me turn around my life around and move away from the corporate world into launching my own ideas. But really, how does your health and your goals for your health impact where you are, where you want to be located and who you want to work for, what kind of work you want to do, how you want to do that work and what kind of company you want to work for. So do you require a full-time permanent employee contract that offers you full health insurance coverage that also includes a chiropractor? So think about your environment and how that makes you feel and how it could be different. Now, this year, I suffered such extreme allergies in my favorite spot in Mexico. The um, empty plot of land in front of my apartment was actually sold and then turned into a construction site to build a hotel for three months. And I had slowly but surely uh, developed chronic laryngitis. And actually, what I also found out was that illnesses of the respiratory tract are increasing in that area because of the high levels of cement dust in the air as the city is growing so quickly. So actually... After nine seasons there, living there is now no longer an option for me. So I will unlikely, you know, accept a contract that requires me to keep strict central, um, central, um, America, central American time zone, central, what do you call it in the States? CST, central something time zone. Oh my God, my mind's gone back. Anyway, anywhere that requires me to be on, uh, I think it's mountain time. So think about how your health requirements and goals impact your remote work style criteria. And then also think about what you want to do in the first hour of your day. So call it your morning routine if you like. I kind of don't like that term because it's become a bit cliche, so I'll call it my first hour. But do you want it to be spacious? Do you want to meditate, have a smoothie, hang out with your honey or go surfing? Or do you want to have 7 a.m. meetings with your global team every day? Now, my last five-week remote contract had me racing to the co-working space for a 9 a.m. stand-up meeting every single day. And what that taught me was that, well, what I realized is that I don't want to have 9 a.m. calls because that just made me feel like I was in the nine to five again. And that's one of the reasons I left the corporate world so I could create my own hours and my own schedule. And secondly, because I don't want to be micromanaged every day. So my second to last contract was ideal 
weekly 10 a.m. calls with a, with a chief uh, operating officer to um, check in with him. And that was great. I had so much autonomy to do my best work. And I could really use my day and especially that first hour of my day to do what really made me feel like I was thriving physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So think about how your ideal morning impacts your remote work style criteria. So uh, where are we? Oh yeah, so self-care. How do you take care of yourself right now? How would you ideally like to take care of yourself? What does self-care even mean to you? And if you're falling far short of doing that, why? What is that sort of mental, sort of emotional mindset that is stopping you from taking really good care of yourself? So um, what does self-care mean to you before, during, and after your workday? And how does this impact your remote work style criteria? So for example, for me, um, Self-care means being aligned with my natural rhythms of rest, relaxation, creativity, and productivity. Um, I love to stand up while I'm working. So at my laptop, I love to be on the kitchen bar. I love to move a lot in my breaks. I love to paint in my breaks. Um, I love to eat when I'm hungry. I don't like the feeling of hunger. Um, so I don't like, you know, waiting two hours to eat. I love making the time to prepare beautiful, healthy meals. I have very strict office hours, so I'm either working or I'm not working. Um, so I really want contracts, remote contracts, the focus on output over hours and who reward high quality output and have an asynchronous communication style. That's really important to me. So what's important to you and how will that help you take really good care of yourself? And then finally, think about your time, specifically your relationship with time. What does your personal time mean to you? Do you always have enough of it? How do you spend it? How do you spend and invest your time? So listen, fast forward into the future when you're, sorry to be a bit morbid, but when you're on your deathbed, in your twilight years, in your 90s, late 90s, maybe you're 102, but when you're looking back on your life, how would you like to have spent it? I love doing this visualization. It really actually helps me. I call it the twi twilight test and it helps me, me work through challenges right now. So I kind of imagine, okay, when I'm in my um, twilight years and I'm looking back on this situation, what would I wish I had had the courage to do? So listen, um, time is so important. It's fleeting, but we also have so much of it. Um, is it your friend? Is it your foe? Are you always on time in your life? Are you able to meet your deadlines in your work? Do you decide how much time things will take and then hold yourself accountable to it? So for me, my time is really precious, okay? In the first hour of my day, I think about what I'd like to do and what I need to do today so that I can make time for what matters most and not waste it on what doesn't. And this is why my friends actually, I drive them crazy because they always want to make a plan with me to have lunch in like four weeks on, I don't know, September the 26th. And I'm thinking, I don't know what's going to be my highest priority that day. I don't want to plan my life ahead. I just want to make sure that I'm doing what matters most today. So a company that really encourages their team to design their own 
time and design a schedule that works for them is so important to me. So think about your ideal relationship with time, how you want to invest, spend it, and plan it, and how that impacts your remote job and work style criteria and the company you work for. So those are the five areas to kickstart you today. But I just wanted to share that um, as I, I, I'm constantly looking for new research about remote work, remote companies, a remote work lifestyle, its impact on our mental, physical, emotional health, and also on productivity and creativity and how it helps businesses build the bottom line. And actually, I found a recent white paper by Nuffield Health and I'll put the link in the show notes. It's a really good paper to read in full. But they looked at the effects of remote working on well-being, stress, um, and productivity, and found that overall, remote working was found to be positive on well-being. But here was the rub. Where negative effects were found, it was largely the result of individual traits. That's the part I want to emphasize. Um, it goes on to say, or factors that can be addressed organizationally, such as ensuring appropriate technology to enable seamless access to work material. So really, 50% of your success as a remote worker is up to you. So that's why it is so important that you know exactly what life you want to create, how you want to feel, um, before you apply to and accept a remote job. So phew, that is the longest episode over the next um, five episodes of the challenge because I, you know, I wanted to introduce it properly for those of you who hadn't seen the promo in the email or on LinkedIn. But go ahead and download the worksheet for today. You can find it um, in the email I sent to you if you're a subscriber. Um, if you're not a subscriber, come over and subscribe at stephanieholland.co. And, um, or you can get it from the episode show notes directly at stephanieholland.co forward slash 78 and signing up for that will subscribe you automatically. So have a beautiful day. I'm excited to bring the next four episodes to you. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow uh, for the next area of your remote work style vision. I'm so excited. Have a beautiful day. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Thriving Empire. I appreciate you being here and hanging out with me. Now, if you're not subscribed already, head over to stephanieholland.co, that's C-O, and sign up right on the page so that you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the show, I have a favor to ask you. Would you rate and review it on iTunes, please? Just search Thriving Empire on iTunes. Click subscribe, then ratings and reviews, and you'll be asked to give it a start rating and a quick sentence or two on what you think about it and what you think about me. Now, this will really help other people find it too so that more people can build their career and create the life they really want simultaneously. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful week and see you next time on Thriving Empire.